Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome to another episode of Way Offsides. Uh, that's way with four A's. Not two, not three, four. We got four of them. We're four, we're four stars. Not five stars, four, four stars, four A's. That's all, that's all we could afford. According to ESPN, we're three stars. So. Uh, well, it's ESPN. Disney owns them. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we're happy that you're locked in with us uh, for another fun episode. There's so much that's gone on in the last week since we did an episode. Um, the, uh, of course, the 30-day um, portal window couldn't end without a little more drama. Um, right there at the end, as this Alabama fans haven't dealt with enough in the last month. Um, you got Alabama basketball trending up quickly. Um, we got the Block A vintage logo coming back. That's it. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot speaking, of stuff to talk about. Speaking of logos, just today we we had a little. Uh, I wouldn't call it drama, but I think we had a little hate in our circle today. Yeah, yeah. So those of you who don't know, we're Crazy. part. We're part of uh, the Tide World Order family, and what that is is it's a it's a large group of content creators. You've got bloggers. You've got uh, YouTubers, you've got people who write, uh, people who make logos, clothing lines, all this that have all joined together. Kind of, we all work together to support each other and each other's businesses and ideas and uh, help each other be creative. Pretty cool, right? It's kind of what the the Bama community is about. Um, and somebody came after one of our own today. In fact, uh, on our last episode, Caleb from Classy Tad was on. Um, Caleb has been uh, blowing up. Uh, Twitter this last week with his de uh, designs for, for Classy Tide, which, um, by the way, uh, just to promote him again, definitely keep an eye out. His online store is on its way. But um, some guy named Steve, Steve from Twitter, uh, decided is, to. Is, is that what we're calling him, Steve? It, is it Steve? I think it's Steven Stan, something. Stan. Hey, Steve. Steve. We'll call him Steve. Uh, but Let's Steve decided, Steve. Steve decided to go after uh caleb and, and and the classy tide brand today and i've got uh you know I, I always joke about the hashtag shut up bill but um steve shut your mouth uh just, just be quiet hey hey wait a second he 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 he's in what what did he say he he's in, he, he worked he's a, he worked 133 <laughs> years for the university of alabama economic and business blah 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 and he worked on he he worked on he works for k ivy like that's some kind of weird flex like that's not that's and, and for three, not as impressive three, as, as you think it is steve three, three prior i've, three I've driven by k ivy's lake house Ooh, that, that's great man Look, here's you know. the thing. I, I, Steve, first of all, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care that you're involved with the University of Alabama. So are we, man. I, I have two degrees from there. I worked for the athletic department. <coughs> um, it, it it doesn't make you special. Uh, I, look, I love my school, but just because you worked there, went to school there, there's, there's much better educational facilities, state and public, or excuse me, uh, public and private in the country. E either way, look, man. Shut up. Hey, I know people that no. I know people that sweep that that are in janitorial at University of Alabama. Roll Steve tide, might man. have been in plumbing. That's might have been exactly in plumbing. what Steve did. That's a, that's exactly Steve. 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 Steve was fixing Steve. clogged toilets. Yes, and just you know somehow that turned into working for the 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 
you know, business and economics. But either way, yeah, he he, he was over at the Manderson School of Business unclogging <laughs> toilets. <laughs> Steve's over in, in in Lloyd Hall changing out light bulbs and. Uh, it, look, here's the thing. Shout out, Steve. Yeah, here's the thing, Stephen. Um, the University of Alabama doesn't own every image ever made of an elephant. They don't own the colors red and white. Uh, they don't own bow ties, and they don't own the rights exclusively to the word "tied." So, or the letter A. Or yeah. So, classy Tide is well within his legal rights to make whatever he wants to, and he doesn't owe that university a dang thing. Maybe if the University of Alabama would stop selling Nike branded shirts for hundred and fifty dollars, people would buy those instead. Either way, I, I, I'm assuming that's what you're mad about because the university doesn't get a piece of the pie. Because somebody is smarter than the university and has found a way to shrink their bottom line enough to where people who are struggling to buy groceries can actually afford a, a quarter zip or a hoodie. That's it. That's it. Hey, you know and what? Shout, and shout out to our man at, at Classy Tide for not jacking the prices through the roof. Seriously, man. Seriously. I ordered Dude. a quarter zip for less than 50 bucks. Yeah. No, we're, 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 oh. we're going we're to buy them and sell them for 80 yeah, don't tell him. I've already got a I've already got an eBay account set up. Yeah, don't don't tell him that. But you know what, Steve? JK, JK. How about this? Steve, donate 10% of your salary to the university. How's that? Yeah, man. Yeah. Since you're so awesome and and you know, you the University of Al the capstone would not exist without Steve. Why don't you why yeah. don't you, you know, take about half of what you made last year, stick it in an NIL. So we can get one of those that, that, five-star safeties or something coming out of the twenty. I'm guessing what half of Steve made last year ain't going to pay for the water boy. You you stick that money in NIL and you take your opinions and stick them, you know, there. Yeah, Steve. Look, too, we we don't we don't busy. want Steve to miss rent at the trailer park. Yeah, Steve's so too busy hanging off. out with with Kay with with Meemaw. And, and they, you know they may be hanging her. out at the old Governor's Inn in Montgomery. Either way, man, listening to her slaughter. Hey, the if they're at the old governor's in in Montgomery. They're getting shot. <laughs> man, I seen some pics of that place the other day. I was like, wow. 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 There's places in there's places in Baghdad that look better. Um that's probably true. Yeah. You guys want to hear something crazy about Baghdad? I don't know, do we? Is yeah, that where it's, 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 hold on, wait, is that where you lost your gloves? No, okay. it was in Iraq, but not oh, Baghdad. Okay. Um, there's also a Baghdad, Florida. Which one are you same, talking about? Same, same well, place. we're we're going to talk about the Middle East one, the you know one where you no, probably ought, you know, ought not middle, hang out. The, the Middle East one's probably better than the one in Florida. Uh no, probably not. But know. look, so um, you know, Baghdad is a very large metropolitan area, um, and riding through there, it. it when I say that, when I say metropolitan, it's a third world metropolitan area. Um, but smack dab. Similar to Montgomery? Yeah. Very, yeah okay. Bingo. Uh, no, <laughs> I remember in 2004 riding through Baghdad and um, we're doing a, a mission or I was headed to buy up or I don't know. But either way, riding through Baghdad and smack in the middle of Baghdad. There is a Chevy dealership, and I'm talking a nice – it looks like it got picked up out of the United States and just somebody took about 100 Chinooks, lifted it, and flew it over there and just dropped it. I thought, all they, I thought of, all they drove over there was Toyotas. They do, but 
I, I think because those Chevys and things are kind of they're American made. To them, they're kind of like the Mercedes and things like that for us here. Right. Um, a lot of people drive Mercedes over there, stuff like that. It's, uh, but I, th- I just thought that was interesting. In the middle of this bombed out crap hole, well, you, know, you have you, this you really say, nice Chevy you, dealership. You, you say know, that, and you, you, compare, you compare those to Mercedes for us over here, but I, don't, I just don't see anybody flexing in the Chevy Cavalier. Over there, they will, you know, oh, and it's, it's loaded down with a hundred pounds of anti-tank mines in the trunk. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, also, hey, before we get too far into things, I want to give uh, Richie. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Richie from Twitter, um, but Richie is a diehard Alabama fan, and Richie um, has given me some really good feedback this week on our show, and says he listens to every episode he's been you know commenting hey man when's the next one dropping i want to hear it you know i told him i'll let you know i'm gonna i'm gonna dm you as soon as it comes uh so i'll I'll be sending him a dm later tonight but richie if you're listening man we love you um thanks for being a fan again thanks for locking in with us hashtag shut up steve um uh hashtag that's a tide baby y'all like that hashtag that's a tide that's a tide that's our thing now. My bad. I didn't mean to make that our thing, but it's our thing. It's our thing. Um, speaking of Dasa Tide, uh, did you guys see the uh, joint business venture between Roll Tide Willie and Ryan Williams? <laughs> I did. That launched today. No. Yeah, yes. man. They launched. A, they launched a shirt line today. Yeah. Tell um, them about who, it, Chris. Who? who uh, well, you know, I. I'm not up to that. I actually had to work today. I'm like, you know, Me some too. people. But oh, I did um, too. I did too. <clears throat> you have to excuse me. I got a little cough here. Um, did who who did they release it through? Who who's handling that? Is that uh, I, I got I got no idea. When I come across it again, I'll I'll retweet it and get it out. You know, there. you know what? I'm 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 looking it up right now because yeah, it's pretty cool. If you want a t-shirt with Ryan Williams and Roll Tide Willie on it, uh, you can buy that. You can buy that today. And of course, <laughs> those funds go to uh Mr. Hollywood himself and yep. well, uh, um, Mr. Willie. Let, let's wait just a second. It, it's it's okay. through uh, It's through Athlete Threads. Okay, cool. He, he has a col- collaboration with Ryan Williams. That's cool. Who else? With uh, Jalen Mbakwe. Okay, cool. That makes sense. <clears throat> Blitz Bach Blitz. <laughs> And, and, and with Jeremiah Beeman. Well, that's cool, man. I like it, dude. I like that. That's what NIL is supposed to be, right? There. That's it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Go, you know, go you start know, something. One, one of the deals here with Ryan Williams, I love it. It says Lights, Camera, Hollywood. I like that. I like that. We need to remember and use that as a hashtag at some point. All right. Time out. Uh, does anybody remember what Julio Jones' nickname was in high school? Uh... Julio, I know because we know that we know that Ryan Williams is Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> I, Julio's I, I don't know. high school nickname was just tell Waffle us. House Waffle because House? he was always open. Uh, all right, that's kind of okay. cheesy, but okay. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I didn't give I didn't give him the name. Same way, it was like scattered, smothered, right. covered. I mean, you know I what? didn't give him the name. Doesn't matter. But he was Julio he was, a was dang good wide receiver. He was always open. And now we got Hollywood who's going to uh, bring the lights, cameras, and the action. I like it. Speaking, you know, this this is a good segue. 
uh, into something that we definitely want to talk about tonight. And uh, NIL, um, we talk about NIL a lot. We talk about our distaste for certain aspects of uh, aspects of NIL, how it's being used. Looking at you, Ohio State. Yeah, seriously, goodness. Um, um, but something that we haven't really hit on a lot is how NIL is changing the landscape of college football in terms of coaching. Um, we are starting to see uh, a lot of coaches stepping down from head coaching positions um, or moving on to the NFL or, or whatnot. Um, we just had uh, 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 Kelly. Chip Kelly. Yeah, Chip Kelly leave UCLA to take an OC job. Uh, he took that at Ohio State because Bill O'Brien bounced to be the uh, head coach at Boston College. <laughs> Anyway, I'm so sorry, guys. They're going to run two routes for the, yeah. for the next three years. Yeah, I mean, luckily, they don't have a ton of talent for him to waste, but he'll waste what's there. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so, you know, a lot of people are like, why would why would Chip Kelly do something like that? I get it. UCLA's a, a dumpster fire. Um, but you've had coaches come out. I can't remember who it was. Uh, I think it was Mel Tucker talking about, you know, you've got third-string running backs coming in saying, hey, I'm going to the portal unless you give me $100,000. Yeah. Um, you know. Oh, that was uh, Mike Loxley. Yeah, it was Mike Loxley. That's right. Um, and so uh, I knew it was a, a Bama OC or a, a Bama coordinator. Um, a Bama player, coach. Yeah. But, my, you know, what you have to understand, guys, is with these new NIL um I want to say rules, but uh, I'm using quotes. Non-rules. Air quotes, yeah, non-rules. Um, with the Wild West, that is the NIL, coaches are no longer just recruiting a player to get to the university. So that, And then they could – they're not coaches anymore. They're agents at this point. Um, because, you know, what a coach wants to do is they want to get a young mind uh, on campus and they want to um, – they want to, first of all, help them academically at least they should want to help them academically they want to help them um learn the game and put them in the best position to create value for themselves and get to the next level and then you know ultimately they want to teach them to be successful in life no matter what the future holds football is not the answer uh the long-term answer for 99 percent of these dudes um but that aspect has been taken away from head coaches because now they have to worry about um joe joey coming in and going uh, hey, I'm leaving to go to Ohio State. They've got a, they're offering me half a mil. I'm leaving uh, to go sit on the bench for a year if, you know, you guys can't come up with some cash. Um, and coaches don't want to deal with that stuff. And so a lot of these uh, old heads, Nick Saban's a great example, um, are, are through with it. They're washing their hands with it. And I, I would venture to say um, <clears throat> that probably had a little bit to do with Ryan Grubb's decision to, get out of college football maybe while, while he still could. Uh, but it definitely I, – I, and I'm assuming I don't know Chip Kelly. I haven't talked to him or anything like that. But that's a big factor in Chip Kelly making that move uh, to be an offensive coordinator as opposed to being a head coach. Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine what the NIL dealings are like in the state of California right now with USC and, um, you, you know, you're having to compete with Oregon – um, who's Oregon's practically a bank, and so um, you know it's just man, it, it's crazy. And my my understanding, change. my understanding about recruiting, the tradition of recruiting has been that coordinators typically don't have a huge circle that they're responsible for geographically. Yeah, 
so they recruit like uh so let, let's say chip kelly is the you know at columbus ohio he would be recruiting you know cincinnati and uh cleveland right and and maybe and of course any quarterbacks that that are on the radar so he's got us whereas the d-line coach might be responsible for recruiting um the state of indiana west mm-hmm. and and you know so so you know his recruiting headache probably probably is shrinking by I'm, I'm sure and then, i mean you take, and, you take that out of the equation just the fact that he doesn't have to deal with being the guy that's going to these boosters and stuff begging for money. Hey, I need somebody to cut me a check so Caleb Downs will come here from Alabama, or I need somebody to do this or do that. You know, that's the head coach doing that stuff. Um, yeah, and, you we, know, need, and, we need we need a new weight room. Yeah, exactly. And what you're what you're starting to see is is a lot of these head coaches are hiring staff. They're creating roles uh, and hiring staff in in hopes of delegating. Uh, those responsibilities to other people. Um, Alabama right now is a great example. You've got Courtney Morgan coming in, who obviously is probably the guy behind uh, handling, you know, who, who gets what to come to the university. And then you got what is what's, I can't remember the other guy's name they just brought on. McElwain, Jarrett McElwain. No, him, but he's not the he's not the only one I'm talking. I mean, there's been three or four of them, but yeah. Um, either way, it's just it's just interesting. Um, you know, how, how much the game's changing. And I think, I think in the next five to six years, it's going to drive a lot of guys out. And I know a lot of folks don't want to hear this, but I think it's going to drive some, uh, really good coaches out of the sport. Uh, you know, we just lost Nick Saban. Um, I think in the next five or six years, you're, you're potentially going to lose guys like Kirby Smart, (laughs) Sweeney, um, you know, uh, Mac Brown, of course, will be gone at some point. About 10 days before. It was, I think it was the week. I want to say it was the the Thursday following the loss to Michigan. Coach Saban was on with Pat McAfee, and it was either the week before the game with Michigan or the week after. And Coach Saban said, when asked the question, do guys that are going to the NFL to coach, do they contact you? And Coach Saban said, yeah, I get a lot of that. And uh, he said it used to be that the lifestyle of an NFL coach wasn't as good as a college coach. And he said, yeah. I think that has flipped. It, it definitely has. It absolutely and that's has. all he said. He just left that kind of, oh, kind of hanging there. You know, the money's good in the NFL. Yeah. And, and yeah, they work obsessively weird hours, but. You know, the GM I mean, handles the personnel. Yeah, you don't have to worry about recruiting. Now, the job security nope. is not as good because, you know, college, you kind of got the carousel. If you get fired from one job, there's going to most likely be something else, unless your name's Tommy Reese. Um, but the NFL does that. I mean, they, how they do, many, but still, I mean, how many jobs has, has, uh, have Dallas Cowboys coaches continued to get? No, I, you yeah, know. you're, you're, you're right, but you look at a guy like, well, I, Bill O'Brien's not a great example because somehow he keeps getting work. Uh, <laughs> no, he is the best example because it, well, he keeps getting NFL, work. Maybe, yeah. He, but, they keep, you know, they they keep reaper. You know, Jack Del Rio, I think, is a good example. I forgot about uh, and a good and, and a good coach 
And the problem with Jack Del Rio is he's not politically correct. Wasn't his son at Alabama and then he transferred out? Sure did. Uh, was it was a backup quarterback at Alabama and then sure transferred was. to Florida? Yeah. And Jack's Jack is a good guy. I was living in Jacksonville <clears throat> uh, when he became the coach there, and you know he had a mountain to overcome of, of difficulty. But you know, of course, he gets fired. I mean, it, when you're an NFL coach, at some point you're getting fired. Yeah. And but I mean, the day after he gets fired, he's hired somewhere else as defensive coordinator. Sure. 70, 75% of the salary he was making. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's – this is a little off point, but still kind of on point. That's kind of why I, I think I'm really excited about um, what's happening in Tuscaloosa right now because we're we're not going through the typical channels. Uh, you know, let's go get some guy that's coached at 15 schools and bring him in, some guy that used to be at Alabama and then went to Georgia and then went to Florida – you know, I, I kind of mm-hmm. like this idea of all fresh SEC blood. Uh, it may bite us, it may bite us in the butt for a couple of years, but I think long term it's going to pay off. Especially when you're bringing in um, dynamic, personable guys like Coach Shepard. Um, you know, I, Womack I think is going to be a, you know a home run. Um, I'm yeah. not sold on the Sheridan um, a promotion, but uh, you, you well, know, can I get a minute there. on Sheridan? Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, let's talk about that. All right, so here's my thoughts on Sheridan. Uh, Nick Sheridan, yes, former former quarterback, and his only his not sorry only, but his m- significantly main coaching experience after playing quarterback has been at quarterback and coordinator, right? Co- coaching. Um, the conventional wisdom is that if Ryan Grubb had been hired as the Washington head coach, his offensive coordinator was going to be Nick Sheridan. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I mean, so, so Nick Sheridan is, um, while he's unknown to us in the deep South in, in, in coaching circles, he's got a good reputation. And that uh, also had Ryan Grubb not agreed to come to Alabama, the conventional wisdom is that Coach DeBoer's first pick for offensive coordinator, other than Ryan Grubb, would have been Nick Sheridan. Yeah, so it's and- not it's it's not necessarily a uh, oh gosh what do we have left. Yeah, it's it's. It's one A versus one B, and one A just ain't here. Well, also, I also think it's telling that they they are making Shepard a co OC with him, right? Um, you know, this right. is this is um, yes. Ryan Grubb has worked with DeBoer for a very long time, but ultimately, this is DeBoer's offense. It's his system. He knows mm-hmm. it. he's going to implement it, um, and so they'll they'll both have that oversight. But you know, in terms of these wide receivers. Uh, Shepard is ultimately responsible for these three guys that, that Washington's potentially going to send in the first round this year. Um, and yeah. so, you know, he's bringing that to Tuscaloosa. Um, but I, I like the idea of, I'm trying to think of how to word what I'm, what I'm thinking. Um, I think Shepard's going to have more responsibility with the foresight that he's probably going to get poached within a year or two. Um, we all could agree yeah. that if Grubb actually showed up in Tuscaloosa and, and was the OC, we had him for a year. 
at best. Probably. You Probably. know, um, the, that, that same argument could be made for uh, Coach Shepard. But now you've got uh, Nick Sheridan working alongside him, learning. Uh, Sheridan's probably not going to get poached anywhere. Um, and so you've got, you've got somebody right there who can step right in when Shepard leaves, somebody who can create a relationship with these players on the roster, who can start recruiting next year's class, which Alabama's about to turn their attention to, I'm certain. Um, you know, the biggest <clears throat> loss at, with, with losing Ryan Grubb was losing Scott Huff, I think. Um, and, I, I, and it remains to be seen what kind of loss that's actually going to be. Um, talking to Jacob this week, you know, he he felt kind of emotional about, um, and when I say emotional, it just he was concerned about losing uh, Scott Huff uh, to Seattle. But the argument that I made to him was, it's going to be really hard for Alabama's offensive line, specifically their center play, to be worse than it was last year. Um, Absolutely, it's, it's going to be very difficult for that to happen. I'm not saying it that- can't. But there has been talk. I don't know what Coach DeBoer's doing, but there's been talk of getting Barrett Jones to be a, a O line coach. I saw that too, and I'm 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 here for it, man. Barrett I, Jones I is would, a very intelligent dude. Bring him on. I'll tell you what. I would give part of my salary. You know, if 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 uh, shut up, Steve won't give part of his salary. Yeah, you hear I that? Would, Steve? I would give part of my salary if Barrett Jones yeah. came back because I'll yeah. tell you what, Barrett Jones will teach those O linemen to be bosses. Yep. Steve, buy in or shut up. You know, speaking of O-line and coaches, who in the hell are we going to have as a special teams coach? Well, uh, I I know. I doubt it's Scott. I know. It will not be Scott Cochran. It won't be. Um, I do want to say, did you guys see the his Wikipedia was updated? Yeah. Yeah, Did you you do that? I I did do that. I no, yeah. That. <laughs> that was me. I did that. Yeah, but you uh, didn't. It's since been changed back. Um, <laughs> I did do it. Uh, I was just trying to be funny. Uh, Scott funny. Cochran. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't want to. I, I don't have any inside information on the guy. Um, I definitely don't want to um, make any assumptions. But it, <clears throat> something feels off about the way that happened. Well, you know, um, it, the, the statement was made, you know, he, he hasn't made a statement. No, he hasn't. Um, the statement made by the program was to pursue other opportunities. Right. If he was in talks with someone, it would have leaked already. I'll yeah, say pro- this. Yeah, probably. You know, with, with Scott Cochran, um, he has a very strong personality. And he does. Some, but some, and sometimes, but sometimes that strong personality can create difficulties within an organization. Sure. And I, I, I don't agree. know. I'm just saying from my from my perspective and my history of working in different organizations, a extremely dynamic, extremely uh, present, strong personality. Mm-hmm can sometimes uh, be a distraction. And, and, and I'm going to leave that there. Uh, I mean, that's along, a good point. Along with Davos coding. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. I, I, I think there may be some, uh, I, and I, I have no reason to know this for sure, but just based off of things we know about 
Cochran from the past. I think there's potentially some, uh, you know, personal issues there. And I, you know, I just personally, first and foremost, I want to wish him the best of luck, whatever happens, wherever he goes. Um, I, I personally would, would welcome him back to the university of Alabama with open arms. I know there's a lot of people who don't want him back because, you know, he left, he's a traitor, this and that. I, first of all, I think that's stupid. Uh, he got a, a giant pay bump yeah, to go it's to a, Georgia. It's a, it's a business, guys. Like, calm down. Um, and what he did – There's, helped, no, there's he no loyalty helped, in college football anymore. And there has he been helped craft, He helped craft five national champions. Um, yeah. I, I, I have no ill will to Scott Cochran. Yeah. He, he, also, and, he also helped end a lot of careers for a lot of linebackers, Alabama. And so uh, – <laughs> <laughs> you know injuries and things like that but uh so i mean that's a valid point in consideration i mean he he did have those guys ready to headbutt brick walls yeah i mean i already God, you guys remember reuben foster my gracious oh man you know um, reuben was is the last guy i can remember wearing a cowboy collar i know and, i want to see a guy at middle linebacker get out there with a cowboy collar on i don't care who it's it is. rare it is I don't rare care if you suck just put it on well i mean yeah i mean well the thing is let, let's face it guys they don't tackle in football anymore so no um, it's 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 I mean, a bump and grind they do Ask I don't nothing wrong so no nope. nobody caught that did they i i caught it Okay. You called it like a fastball. Well, I mean, FSU fans need to shut up. But anyway, um, yeah. they're, they're still at it. You know, you guys know what I learned this week? I learned something kind of cool, man. What's I that? learned that Twitter is full of Missouri fans, and it does not take much to piss them Seriously. off. Seriously. Um, they are a I, rowdy bunch, and um, I love it. I love I. I I love the fact that they are from historically a not a very prominent football program, but they are so passionate about that program. They will come at you with a two by four lit on fire with freaking nails driven through it. I mean, Megan's all Jim Duggan. Yeah, dude. Hey, see, I just I, mean, I just envision the typical Missouri fan <laughs> unable to lift a two by four. Well, I'm not gonna. What? I'm what? not gonna. I'm not gonna dog on them, y'all. That is uh, that's at Wayside's Bill. That's way with four A's. So uh, for you guys that hear that and want to get after him, at way offsides, Bill, uh, he you can directly DM him. Um, I I think, he don't care. I think it's great, That's man. Right. I I thought it was, and so what I'd said, <laughs> some Missouri fan commented on something I said, and I was like, "Whoa, a Missouri fan on fan on Twitter!" Like, <laughs> I've seen everything. <laughs> they they, they, they took that. They, they took that personal. I mean, they got pissed <laughs> and. I, I was being serious. Like, I've never had an interaction right. with a Missouri fan on Twitter. Like, I don't you, know. Usually, it's they, they, you know, I, I read all of it, and and they acted like you told them they had to wear shoes. Hey, dude, I I was like, what? Like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, are you all rabid? What's happening? But I was here for it. And then uh, Robbie, who follows me, and uh, we we comment back and forth a lot. Robbie was going after him, man. Robbie was just getting them uh, back and forth with them, and uh, you know, I just sat there reading the whole thing, laughing my tail off. It was uh, it was great. Um, but yeah, I just want to shout out to the uh, Mizzou Twitter Twitter sphere, whatever it is. Um, you guys are insane, and I'm here for it. Uh, well, I just like to congratulate them on on, welcome, on coming to the interwebs. How was the spelling? Uh, I mean, they're from the Ozark, man. It's, I got you. It wasn't great. <laughs> yeah, a little better than the Whitakers. Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> much, man. Much, much better than the Whitakers. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so, so they're, they're, they're drug dealing on the lakes back there. I'm not saying any of that, man. I'm not. So, not I think, Bill, Bill, I think that was just a, a TV show. Oh, that wasn't a, that wasn't a documentary. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, goodness. I, I got confused. You keep I it up, Bill. 60 minutes. You keep it up. Oh, Eli's hey, going to up on your front porch banging on your door, man. He, Eli Whitaker Look. from Ozark. No, Eli Drinkowitz. <laughs> oh, Eli. Eli, you know. He, he, hey, he he's like going gonna, gonna to show up at your front door and stand on business. Well, you know what he'll get. <laughs> he'll get... He'll, he'll, he'll get a tide, and he'll get a that's a tide of his. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get that's a tide. Word. That's a tide. Hashtag that's a tide. Yeah, guys, um, that's a perfect chance for us to do a little shameless plugging. Chris, tell the people oh, yeah. what they've won. What, 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 what are we giving? What are we giving away? Oh, Absolute, that's right. Well, nothing yet. Um, nothing but, yet. Well, well we they could, we don't have the lucky money. listener. Can have 15 minutes of story time with Bill. Well, I tell you this, any <laughs> any, any any Missouri fan, if if you would like to give Bill something and show him what he won, his address is actually 320 North Ripley Street, Montgomery, Alabama. Go see him. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. And come <laughs> come come after 8 p.m. <laughs> Don't wear a bulletproof vest. <clears throat> any anyway, if you want to find us. All of us are on Twitter. It's way, way offsides, Chris. It's way with four A's, way offsides, Cotton, way offsides, Bill. Um, we're, we're on the Facebook, the Instagram, the TikTok, the Twitters. You can email us at wayoffsides at gmail.com. It's way with four A's. Uh, all your major podcast streaming services, we are there. And Michael, uh, yeah, I hear we're coming to YouTube. We are. We are. That's that's some exciting news. So um, by a day, we will have uh, YouTube up and roaring, ready to go. You'll get to see our beautiful smiling faces. Um, we'll be doing uh, scheduled content on YouTube as well. We'll be doing some live stuff. Um, we may even, you know, it'd be fun is to do uh, live game reactions uh, when the season starts. Um that would be kind of fun, especially you guys know how emotional I get. Yeah, yeah. We watch the game live on YouTube together. Obviously, we can't broadcast the game, but they can watch us watching the game. People watch folks play video games on YouTube all the time. So That's why not it. watch I'll, Michael freak out after the first? I was gonna say, let me let me tell let me tell the listeners uh if you want to understand what it is to watch us watching Alabama football. Watch the Fansville video of Game One. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag shut up, Bill. Um, so these hashtags, you guys, I keep, I keep. It's only Middle Tennessee, Michael. I know, man. I get, I get worked up, buddy. I love the tie, bro. I don't, I don't get pissed about hey, the tie. I don't give a pee about nothing but a tie. It's okay, you can say that word. Yeah, you can say piss. They, man. they won't, they won't get you at directory. Yeah, I promise. And if they do, right. we'll send Steve after him. <laughs> well, I don't give a piss about Steve either. <laughs> there we um, go. Yeah, y'all keep hearing me allude to these hashtags. Um, we, you know, we're still kind of um, Twitter is really where we're the most active right now. Um, that we're going to stay active on Twitter, but we we are working on branching out. It's a big effort. Um, we all work full time jobs. 
we all have families and this and that. So um, we do what we can. Um, but uh, we would love help on Twitter, especially with some of these hashtags, getting these things uh, trending. Be Shout out to Jaden Roberts, mama. Um, I, I love you. We all love you. Um, we're we're coming to the cookout at some point, y'all. She was she was hashtagging that's the tide the other day. Bill is not a hey. to the cookout. Uh, look, I'll cook. <coughs> Bill, you don't want to cook. Stir, no, you don't want to cook Bill, at this cookout. Bill, 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 I'll stir the charcoal. Bill, somebody told me you put raisins in your potato salad. Oh lord, they lied. I hope not. They lied. I don't even put chopped onions in my potatoes. What? Nope. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm per particular. I'm, I'm allergic. Look, I'm not. I, I, look, raisins and potato salad. That's for like 200 percent white people, and I ain't there. <laughs> you got to be exponentially white. <laughs> he, he, he's only 110 percent white. I'm like 94 percent, so I don't do raisins. Uh, I know you personally, and that is your low ball in it. Look, I've I've seen you in your Christmas photo. Okay. Yeah, you are 110 percent white. It's okay. Accept it. The quicker you accept look, it, I, the quicker we can move on. Look, I like raisins. I like them in certain things, but they don't go in potato salad. Do you eat raisin bran? Uh, I haven't had cereal in ages. How do you um, get? How do you get your fiber, Bill? Missing out, bro. Uh, that's called loaf bread. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, speaking of raisin bran, man. How, yeah. how do you eat it? Do you do you put do you add sugar to it? So I don't eat raisin bran anymore <laughs> um, because I'm not. Never mind. You're not uh, stopped up. I don't need to say that. Uh, but when I was when I was a kid, yes, I would put sugar in my raisin bran because um, I had no idea how stupid that was and how terrible it was. Uh, but no, now my if I'm going to eat cereal nowadays, my go-to is cinnamon toast crunch. Here, I mean, you can't beat it, dude. <laughs> you know. I'm I'm not even gonna go down the cinnamon toast crunch roll road. Uh, don't that's, you? Don't that's a disrespect. that's a high quality cereal. <laughs> don't disrespect, disrespect. No, it, it's not. It's not disrespectful. Like I take my cinnamon toast crunch very serious. That's a high quality American cereal. <laughs> that's right. Well, it's it's just uh, can can uh, I don't I don't want to say this because I don't want people to be like I'm never listening to you again. Uh, well, I mean, if they don't listen to us over cereal, <laughs> okay. Well. There are other look, reasons look, not to listen. When, 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 whenever I eat cinnamon toast crunch, uh-huh. and I go and I go to the little boys' room for a number one. Come on, man! It's a family show. I'm just saying. You're good. Go ahead. It, it, it smells like cinnamon toast crunch. I know it's amazing, <clears> and I don't like it. it. It's, it's like it in an oil burner. It's your whole house. Is it just reminds you of a great breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this took a turn, man. <laughs> it always um, does. All right, guys, let's do a 180. Um, I want to talk about Ryan Grubb a little bit. Um, I know that there are a lot. Traitor. Of, oh, who? calm down. There are, who? I'm who's playing, playing, man. I don't care. Look, there are a lot. Yeah, there are a lot of Alabama fans who immediately. And look, I'm all for the if they're not wearing crimson, you know what them movement. Uh, but that applies for me to players. Um, in terms of Ryan Grubb. Uh, he was never coming to the University of Alabama. Um, he wasn't. He, uh, but he did the university and DeBoer a solid and kept it extremely quiet until Alabama started. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he helped close some recruiting deals. Yeah, 
and yeah. and um, coach, you go where you're going to go with Grub, and then I'll come back. No, I mean that that was basically it. I mean the writing was on the wall. I think we were all just too excited to pay attention. Um, you know, his family was yeah. still up there in Seattle. Um, I even yeah. dude, even till the last minute when the pictures popped up of him in the bar, um, which first of all, I thought that was really weird that you're gonna uh, <laughs> the story's gonna break that way because you go and have a beer with these dudes that are just a local bar. Um, but I, you know, I was still kind of holding on to hope, like, look, guys, he's probably got a relationship <laughs> with these folks, and you know, he's probably up there moving this and that. The portal just closed, he doesn't have to recruit right now. Um, I was wrong. I was completely wrong within an hour of saying that the story broke that, that he was taking the job. Um, but I quickly understood, like, it could have been a lot worse if he announced that, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Um, could have been a lot worse. And so, uh, and this, this goes back to what Coach Saban said a month and a half ago life in the NFL for a coach is possibly better than life in college. Possibly. He's let, we're gonna, let, he's going to find out. Let's just assume he was going to make a million and a half at Alabama. And Seattle says, we'll pay you a million and a half here, and you never have to fly around the country. You don't have to go lie to high school kids and their families. Yeah, you don't have to call <clears> you. No, no. All you have to, all you have to do is design football plays and coordinate <clears throat> With your with your staff of how you want them to be executed. The only thing you have to worry about right now being an NFL coach is if Jason Kelsey is on your team. Well, that's not happening. He's not coming. Or or if Jason Garrett is on your staff. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Jason Kelsey for a minute. Okay, I don't Why? know who's doing I, I, what. How did you? But stop it. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I was opening some candy because I want some candy. What kind of candy? You sound like you're playing with foam. Uh, yeah, air, air bubble. Uh, yeah, you got packing. Yeah, bubble wrap. Sour, sour, sour Jack's mouth puckering candy. Watermelon. Is milk. that the actual title? That is it. You, would you like a picture? No, I did mean, you get it from? Did you get it from Bucky's or the or the ABC store? Oh. <laughs> why, why not both? <laughs> why not both? Considering I try, your local to Bucky's Bucky's. I try not to go to Bucky's after the icy incident. Oh, uh, what episode? Man. Can you remember what episode that was? I'm sure. <laughs> uh, inquire, dude. Are you okay, man? Like, I've been battling some sinus stuff for about two. Weeks. Sounds like you got emphysema, man. Yeah, seriously, um, man. But the old bronchitis. Can we get back to Jason Kelsey? Wait, no, we will. Right. We hold if on, hold, was, on. hold that thought. I want to hear more about this ridiculously long named candy you have. I mean, what do you want to know about? Would you like me to tweet it real quick? So, where did you get it? Why is it got such a long name? Like, who makes? And why is it so dang loud to open? Yeah, man. Well, it's in a it's in a plastic cellophane. Oh my! Oh wow! I don't. That was my. I got it from a. From the corner store, I guess. Okay. That I, sounds like somebody trying to open a peppermint during church. Yeah, man. that was tough, That's, man. I feel bad. That was horrible. You know what, if I, there's you know, anybody I, listening to us with headphones on right now, they're deaf. Well, you know what? Maybe it's Steve. Good. Yeah. If it's Steve, hey, I don't know how to say 
shut up, Steve, in sign language. <laughs> but shut up, Steve. But he 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 needs to go to the VA and get his hearing rating. Zero percent service connected. Zero. Zero. Zero percent. All right. Anyway, Jason Kelsey. Anyway, you know his actions with Andy Reid. That's a. Oh, uh, you're talking about Travis. Travis Kelsey. Travis. Right? Jason. Travis. Jason. Whoever. Okay. They, he came out on goes, the sideline where he he yeah, about gave Andy Reid a heart attack and yeah, a stroke. The second, that's the second time he's done it to him. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. He did I didn't. I, I didn't catch the first he, time. I think he got in his face earlier in the season. If I'm not I, mistaken, do you know who's the loser in this situation? Uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift. Jason Kelsey. No, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Eventually, <laughs> that, that that anger and aggression. Is he? Oh, yeah. I'm telling he, you, he, get out while you still can. I don't know. He's going to end up in a song, and she's going to make an, a a mint. And I'll throw a flag on the plane. <laughs> yeah. All I know is, is, is that the name of know, the song? Th- no, dude. There is a legitimate song that somebody made, uh, <clears throat> a, like about her breaking up with Travis Kelsey, and it's called "Flag on the Play," I think, or something really? like that. Yes, and it sounds exactly like a taylor swift song it's insane wow. and so anyway go ahead well you know his brother they, they've they got a podcast together and he he called him out on the podcast who did jason <clears throat> yeah he did good somebody um, needs to hold him accountable man that's ridiculous behavior. and then and then at the at the speech they gave at the parade he was so drunk he could barely talk i'm not surprised but a lot of those guys are i have an issue i take issue with that um these parade antics that and they've gotten worse over the years. And I know, it, you know, it, this people may consider this a little judgy, but personally, just if I'm one of those guys, um, I've got six, seven year old kids running around wearing my Jersey. I, I dude, no way. I want to be caught by national media sources that sloppy being a buffoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, and I mean, shoot nowadays, you need all your wits about you with what happened the other day. Um, sadly, um, but I mean, dude, that I, I've I've had a problem with that ever since uh, the Tom Brady boat incident. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Uh, seeing Tom Brady sloshed is is kind of off putting and weird. Uh, he's just off putting and weird, dude. But um, speaking of the Super Bowl, um, the the nineties babies uh, got a special treat uh, during halftime, and I know a lot, a lot of people. Well, I don't like it. It was terrible. Yo, that was a top ten halftime show. I don't care what anybody. Well, well, I enjoyed it. They, there haven't been many great halftime shows at Super Bowl. I'm like, it wasn't great, it, but it was good. <laughs> I would love to see a halftime show at the Super Bowl that is it, it's just a good musical well, performance. Well, Bill, you don't want. I'm you don't sorry, want but but none of the 40s big band guys are around. Yeah, here. that's that's the problem. No, no. You know, I would I would be okay if T-Rex came back and played Bang a Gong. <laughs> Bill wants Bill wants somebody out there singing the in the mood, you know. No, Glenn Miller is gone. I get that. <laughs> All dressed but, in World War II get up. <laughs> look, I can remember He's up with people now. doing He's I can I can remember up with people doing a halftime show, and it was pretty awful. Yeah, um, but you know, it was it was worse than a Disney parade. Do you guys? And, were, sorry, I thought you were done. Go ahead. But I would, I would love it. You know, we had the Who do the Super Bowl about 
12 years ago. And it was great. It was just rock and roll. Everybody loved it. It wasn't this choreographed artificial, you know, situation where people pretended to like what was going on. It was just great guys doing great music. And then they walked off the stage and we got back to football. Bill Usher is 45 years old. I think he's in his forties. That dude got up on stage on roller skates with Lil John, Ludacris, and Alicia Keys, and was singing, yeah, possibly the greatest popular hip-hop song ever. Come on, man. I, I get it. Right. Like, what's your real so, problem here? Because I think I know what it is. I'd rather, I'd rather see George Strait. Yeah, I know it. That's your problem. George Strait would be a lame Super Bowl halftime. I'm sorry. George Strait would do 15 minutes of pure country. And people would be going nuts. No, they wouldn't. There's not a market for that anymore, man. Yes, there's a huge market for it. It's called old white ladies. And they would go nuts. How old is George Strait now? Like 70. Man. So, guys, look. um, He might be older. I don't know. George Strait's timeless. Let's not talk bad about George Strait. We're going to go off topic here. For those of you joining us for the first time, uh, side tangents are kind of our thing. We're just the, 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 the guys that your, your neighbors listen to, uh, we're just regular 71. Dudes. And so, but, um, so I have a friend that I work with and, uh, uh, here in, in, in our local area, we have an amphitheater where there's pretty good acts there often. Um, and last night Willie Nelson was there and, uh, Get out uh, of town. Yeah, she said uh, she was doing something at the venue for a big event we've got going on next month. And uh, she, said, <laughs> um, she said that, you know, she was there handling some contract stuff. She was hoping to meet Willie, and they told her that she can't because he is on permanent COVID uh, restriction because he's about to be 92. And for some reason in my head, Willie Nelson's still like 70. And it, it really... Uh, kicked me in the gut to realize, you know, we just lost Toby Keith. Willie Nelson's up there, man. And that's, yeah. that's going to be a tough one, man. <laughs> Willie is how old? And Chris might go first. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm close to it. Um, yeah. But, you know, he, I think he's, he's got the dang, 92, bro. He's there. got the dang Doc Holliday going on. There, there. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you longer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not, anybody not, not, not me. I'm in my prime. I'm in my prime. Yeah, Will, Will, Willie Hugh Nelson, uh, also known as, uh, uh, he is 90. He'll be 90, 91. Uh, 91. Okay. This year. Well, still, uh, I mean, so, um, I was off a year. Maybe I'm, I misheard or she misheard, but either way, I mean, let me say this about Willie Nelson. Crazy, man. Dude ain't no fake Texan. He's from. He was born and raised in Texas, brother. You got to say something about a dude who <clears> made <throat> a career from him. Uh, you know, for himself. Uh, you know, with country music, but still is kicking it with Snoop. Oh yeah, you know, hitting the ganja. If you know what I mean, the ganja, the ganja. But uh, I mean, that's you know, Willie Nelson will travel. So back to the Super you know, Bowl. It's medicinal. It's well yeah. at this point, everything's but, medicinal. Uh, for that dude, but um, let's go back to the Super Bowl. I want to ask you guys your opinion. What, in your mind, what is the greatest Super Bowl halftime show that's ever? And don't say Creed. 
Uh, <laughs> Can you take me higher? I'll say it's Prince. <laughs> the freaking dude with the wings. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Prince. Yeah, I got a lot of that. So I posted and I understand the controversy surrounding Michael Jackson. I get that. Uh, I'm not uh, denying or defending him. Uh, but just strictly based off of a halftime performance, I think he's my number one. Uh, Prince being a close, Bill, you said it earlier, 1A, 1B. It's, 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 it's between Prince and, and Michael Jackson. Do you well, guys- what I like when Prince did it, and it's been you know 20 years ago, what Prince did was he walked out there in all of his princeness and he said, give me that guitar, let's rock. Dude, when the curtain went up and he had that guitar kind of suggestively placed in the rain, Oh yeah, that image is seared in my brain. Um, I can see it right now. It and it's glorious. No, laugh <laughs> oh, with me, guys. That was not so awkward. Goodness, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I think no, I think, Prince. I think what made that know, halftime show one for the ages is the rain. Uh, yeah, dude. Well, yeah, yeah. definitely. Did he yeah. sing "Purple Rain"? Yeah, he closed. Yeah, it. yeah he closed with "Purple Rain" in the rain, and yeah. but no, but Prince, you know, the dude, the dude was weird. Let's let's get that straight. The dude was weird. But yes, but, but he was dude also was a, a musical genius, man. Yeah, but you know, absolutely, you know who who the, you know the masses still have yet to see "Purple Rain" covered by Cowboy Adam. Uh, and that will change your life oh my goodness man remember when that was like our thing to get on there oh man that guy for hours it was that he's still that and uh that and cowboy jim duggan videos made our day who who Um, the hell is jim duggan hacksaw bro hacksaw jim duggan why did you call him cowboy because it fit no it's it it didn't fit bill had a bill had a senior moment it's okay look He's got to eat my oat bran. He's sundowning again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but all right, speaking of, let's go back to Prince. All right, then we got to we got to get back to Alabama. People are going to hang up. All right, so Prince, not only was Prince just a musical genius, behind the scenes he was he was a cool dude. He was, um, he was a I heard an interview with man. with Steve. I heard an interview with Stevie Nicks and. Um, when she was recording the song stand back mm-hmm. she heard it was the same year that uh little red corvette came out yeah and there was there's a rhythm in little red corvette and she said i loved it and she said i just kind of started humming it and humming it and humming it and she said i went back to the studio and said can we put this in my song and then she called prince and said prince you've got a kind of a rhythm there in that song I want to use in my new song. And he said, well, I'm going to be in LA. Can I come help lay down the track for you? Um, and she's yes. like, yes, you can. She's like, she's like, uh, yeah, you're a prince. And then she, then she said, can I put you on co-writing, you know, to get you paid for this? He said, Oh, absolutely not. This is just a friend of friend. That's cool, man. That's cool. Is it true? Or did you just read that? So- it's, no, I heard Stevie Nicks say it. Oh, wow. That's cool. I mean, and, and she's pretty it was just a cool. Out, so she might be. Well, <laughs> could have been but, a dream. Yeah, she <laughs> might, she might've been coked out, but, but it was so cool that, you know, she said, yeah, I just called him up and said, I want to use kind of a, in, in today's world, we would say that's, you know, uh, what the 
you know, borrowing a track or something. And, um, and she said, no, 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 no. let me come in. You do your thing the way you want to do it. And, uh, let me hear it. And he just came down and sat in the studio and said, Hey, can I put some keyboard in there? And she said, let me hear it. And he put it in there and she's like, yeah, let's do that. And she's, and she said, can I please put you in as a co-writer? He said, no, no, not at all. Just have fun. How, how, uh, how old is Stevie Nicks? She's got to be up there. Like 74. Yeah. She's in her seventies. One time Prince came and laid down a track on my album. Sure he Mm -hmm. did. Let's get you to bed, grandma. Speaking of, speaking of, Artists that have either been drugged up on, during interviews or whatever. Uh, have you guys Ray seen the Stevie Ray Vaughan? I, I, I knew that's where this was going to come from. Rattlesnake. <laughs> I swear it was twelve feet long. Oh man! Fifteen that... times, and he just he lifted his head up like this. <laughs> he was doing that to, to just freak out that lady. That dude's sweating it. bullets, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in like that. December uh, in in. In uh in Saskatchewan, yeah, he's sweating, but yeah, but he, he was, was doing that. that just to mess with that lady. No, uh, I don't know, man. That well, I mean, it's maybe a combination of both, but either way, guys, we gotta we gotta get back on track here. Um, is, is there really a track at this point? No, that's why the show was called Way Off Sides. And we so, had a few things we were going to talk about. We talked about it. Ryan Grubb a minute ago. So, oh, uh, Bill, just so you know, we're going to wait and do all-time defense next week. So if you guys listened last week, uh, we gave you our uh, all-time. I think that was two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Weeks. Either way, a few shows ago. So go now you have to go listen to all of them. Um, Spotify, Apple Music. Anyway, um, we, we gave our all-time Alabama offense. This is uh, all-time, not just, you know, Nick Saban or – or Bear Bryant. So, uh, but we'll do that with the defense uh, next week. And so, everybody, get your list ready, and uh, I will do my best to have a list. If not, I'll just say I names that you guys said. You, you never do homework. I did my homework on that one. I did. Um, yeah, you did. Okay. I actually overachieved that. because I picked backup. <clears throat> yeah, he he picked. Mike, Michael will pick Derek Thomas just because he's heard the name. That's oh, man, that's not cool. I'm not that kind of fan. I know who Derek Thomas is. Speaking speaking of Derek, I Thomas, saw him play. You know, you know when well, DC passed yet. away, and you know we we always talk about music. Yeah. On here, um, and I always said I was going to start doing a song of the week just to. You okay, know, just because I know music, so sure. here, I'm gonna hit you with the first one. Um, when DT passed away, I don't know if a lot of people knew, but him and Hank Jr. were really close. I did not know that they, they kind of cool, okay, they were really close. Um, well, after he passed away, Hank Jr. wrote and, and sang a song called, um, I believe, I believe it is Cross on the Highway, is the actual name of it. Oh, wow, really. Huh. Yes. Um, I'll find it. Uh, we'll find that. Let's. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of a hey, way off sides fact of the week. Uh, post that. that. There's probably a lot of new Bama fans that don't know that. That's a really yeah, good. He, one. He, that's, he, that's, he did a. It's cross yeah. cross on the highway. It was on out the Almeria Club album. <clears throat> um, and and it it was written for DT. He mentions DT in it. So. Huh. That's awesome. That's cool. Of course, Hank is a big, big Bama fan. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, 
Yeah, that's cool, man. That's cool. Um, we got Hank Williams Jr. Other people got like The Undertaker and Matthew McConaughey. And, that's it. Uh, we're doing okay. And so, yeah. Oh, um, Hank, is he owns a, a good bit of hunting property about 30 miles from where I'm sitting right now. He, know, he owns a lot of hunting property. What, what just happened? Well, that was weird. That was weird. I think we were rambling too much. I was just going to say there's other uh, Hank Jr., uh, stories, but they're not for tonight. And the next thing I know, I'm talking to my cat. Yeah did did we not get the premium version? <laughs> Chris, are you there? Yeah, man. Um, something happened. Chris hung up on us, man. <laughs> Chris, Chris got the uh, power proverbial Alabama rural power surge. Man, they shut my power cut off. Oh, oh, they cut the power off. But anyway. <clears throat> um, where, where were we? Did you get you some water during the break? No, man. I had to get everybody back on. I know. I, I was freaking out, man. I tried to join. I was like, I thought it was just me for a second. <laughs> well, I was uh, sitting there and we were talking. I was like, where the hell everybody go? I was like, oh man, uh, they're gonna rag me so, so hard. <laughs> we had we had stopped. We had, this is gonna be fun for you to edit. Let's oh, see. Hey, I got this. I do. Just jump right back in. <clears throat> I am. All I right. Am. But um, any, anyway, where were we going? We were we were talking about Hank Williams Jr., but we probably needed like legitimate yeah, and Derek we were, Thomas. Yeah, we were um, we were gonna pick. Oh, next week we're picking a all time defense. defenses, and I think we're gonna talk a little bit of March Madness. Yeah, man, we need to. Speaking of which, um, guys, Alabama has a home game this weekend against Texas A and M. Eleven o'clock Central. They are busting out the vintage unis, man. Have you seen these things? <laughs> Oh yeah, I love them. And and now oh. now this is what what really hits my heart is we're calling two thousand and two vintage. Well, I mean uh, it is. Uh, I, I was I was married and paying bills in two thousand and two. Yeah, because you're older than dirt, but that's okay. I was I was actually getting ready to retire, but listen, I forget <laughs> that. <laughs> oh, Poor Bill. Oh. I'm Bill. I'm sorry. We make fun of you for being old. It's okay. I mean, I, mean, I think I, I just think, I, I think Bill and I, Steve's about the same age. I just re-greased the wheels on my walker. I'm doing good. Bill definitely looks much younger than Steve. A time has not been nice to Steve. No. Steve is rough no. around the edges. And uh yeah. Um Steve is for you know all that budgeting he's been doing. Uh, he's definitely making sure he gets his Big Mac and fries every week. And so, I'm going. Am I going too hard on Steve here? <clears throat> You're going. No, Steve, no. Steve. I was going to say. I was going to say Steve. Steve's doing the Big Mac meal deal at least three times a week. Not once. Yeah, he's. <laughs> Steve actually was the guy from the Super Size Me movie a few years ago. Yeah. And that? when he's not doing the Big Absolutely. Mac meal deal, he's he's going over to Jack's and doing the. Uh, the super meal deal. Yeah. Over there just bathing in the gravy tubs. He's getting that biscuit and gravy extra large. He's got a, got a big old ladle just pouring hot gravy over his, over himself. You know, I, I do have some friends in, in the, uh, at, at uh, Druid city medical. And they said the last time he gave blood, his blood type was bacon. <clears throat> bacon. Man, you guys, are, yeah. I don't feel that. No, I think you meant ragu. <laughs> no, they said it was uh, straight up bacon grease that came out of his face. Bacon grease. Steve, yeah. Steve, if you're mad at Michael for going too hard, you can get him at home. 
His address is 216 East Pritchard Avenue, Pritchard, Alabama. Go see him. Yeah, come on, buddy. I got a leprechaun that wants to meet you. <laughs> and, and I'm at 320 North North Ripley Street. Speaking, 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 speaking of leprechauns, that is holidays coming up. It is, man. Ain't you so happy, you little redheaded? You know, you know, we we actually take St. Patrick's Day pretty serious in my house. We have uh, there's a lot of bunch of redheads and Celtic descent in my home, and so um, we you know we get pretty excited about the holiday. Listen to some old school Irish pub tunes, uh, the Dubliners, uh, Tommy Makeham, things like that. The what? Uh, the Dubliners, man. The what? Dubliners. What is that? I'll send it to you. Come on, man. I get. I get. It's a bunch of drunk Irish people. That's exactly. I guess, I guess you're <laughs> going to tell me that, it's fantastic. So I guess you're going to tell me I eat at McGuire's Irish Pub. I'm I'm Irish. No, I don't think that's the way it works. Um, but you know we do we do cabbage and and uh, corned beef and stuff on St. Patrick's Day. And uh, so I grew up in the country, and that's what we call peasant food because we're. Broke. I mean, it is, yeah. dude. Corned beef is really, really good, but corn corned beef is phenomenal. You can only have it like a couple times a year. It's it's like a it's twelve months worth of your. You know we we, we we we've got a little Irish pub here in Mobile. You need to come see me so I can take you get a burger there. Okay, we've got one here called Meehans. You need to come here and I'll take you there. I don't know, man. I'll Cal- tell you what, Meehans is it, man. They they've got an LA burger they serve on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Oh man, that sounds good. You know what we all need to do, and I've done this before. We all need to go to Savannah for St. Dude, Savannah is popping. Uh, yeah, they go nuts on St. Patrick's Day. Day. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I'll say this, though. If you want to have a phenomenal uh, sandwich, get some corned beef that's deli sliced. Yeah. not not. I'm not talking about boar's head. I'm talking about some genuine corned beef, and then you get somebody that knows how to slice it. Man, you pile that on a sandwich. Ooh. Rye bread. Mm. I hate rye bread. Mm. <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll put it right on the sunbeam white. Yeah, man. That's fine with me. I got the Wonder Bread in the pantry ready to go. Yeah, but it don't matter. Wonder wonder why they call it bread. It's really cake. I bought it because of Ricky Bobby. But anyway, um, I can't really think of much more. Um, what else? No, no. We're talking, let's talk about the retro uniforms, though. So, yeah. yeah. Do we want, do we want, Coach DeBoer, yes, to to do anything with the uniform. It's getting a lot of traction Ooh, online right now. Yeah, the white uh, helmets. That's the a white helmets that's a are point. getting a lot of traction. So and former players are, are actually <laughs> chiming in saying, saying if you look good, you play good, and we want you to play good. And yeah, um, yeah. that's a good point. So I, I've gotten a lot of traction this week on Twitter for posting uh, some alti uniform ideas. People didn't like it. Um, first and foremost, let me preface everything by saying for those of you who are like, oh, you can't do gray. Gray's not a color. Yes, it is. Uh, the university it's an official Alabama, university color. It is. It is a secondary color for the University of Alabama per their branding website. Um, it, it and they've even got a code, a code yeah, number exactly. for the um, type of gray. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Just a little side note. When I was there, uh, I did a research conference and I did, you know, a big research poster and I had to send the poster to their marketing department and they had to make sure you had the right code for all the colors and stuff. It was the first right. time I ever had to deal with marketing like that. Wow. Pretty, yeah. Uh, they're, they're pretty intense about it. 
But, um, you know, a lot of people gave me all kinds of flack for um, posting these alternate uniforms. First of all, I made these things with AI. It was just something fun. I'm not actually suggesting that we change anything, but I also don't think it, it would hurt. Um, the same people that are griping and complaining about, oh, Alabama's built on these traditions, and they're, they're the same ones that sit on their tails the whole time during a football game. And the, they're the reason Bryant Denny isn't in an intimidating environment to play in. They're they're the same know. ones that leave at halftime. Exactly. Right. Because they've got to go see was talking to you know, Mary years. Catherine and 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 yeah. Oh, we gotta we gotta be the first in line at the Golden Corral, baby. Yeah, yeah. man. All right. So here's my question. All right, let's let's just for simplicity. Yeah. I I love that picture that's floating out there of the white helmet on the white on the road uniform. Yeah, it's so it looks so good. All right. That goes I mean, Coach Bryant was doing that back in the sixties before TV. Right. Yeah. And and part of the reason he did that is because he wanted get this his quarterbacks to be able to see his receivers in a in a in a um in a road environment. And so the, so they did it to differentiate on the road. So if, if we look at the road schedule coming up in 24, there's Wisconsin, there's Vanderbilt, there's Oklahoma, Tennessee, and LSU. Mm -hmm. Where would we break? LSU is going to, they're going to wear their home whites. They always wear white. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wear crimson. uh, So forget LSU. We don't like you anyway. Tennessee, we, we, we're going to go in there and crush you with some crimson hate. <clears throat> so my thinking is Vanderbilt, Oklahoma, or Wisconsin, do we break out the white helmets in which of those three games? Um, th- is it with Wisconsin's helmets are white? They're white. No They're matter white. what. So it would have to be Oklahoma. Yeah. Or Vanderbilt. Well, Oklahoma makes sense because they're 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 their crimson color is very similar to ours. Right. They're they're crimson and cream. We're crimson and white. Yeah. So yeah, Oklahoma um would would be the best place. Now look, man, a, a lot of people, you know, they're complaining about DeBoer not being able to recruit and this and that. <clears throat> Guys, these kids that are coming up are um because of the, you know their social media generation they're very materialistic and I, i'm not saying that as a knock against any of the kids but they are they, they're attracted to flashy things that's why oregon is succeeding the way they are in recruiting right now because oregon is flashy it's the swag this and that I, these kids don't care about tradition anymore um if yeah, they're all these kids, to stay relevant they're gonna have to adapt at some point yeah, uh, these kids have, have, have no idea these kids have no idea who Ray Perkins, Bill Curry, or Bear Bryant is. They no, they, no they know the name Bear Bryant, but they don't they don't care about Bear Bryant. No, that tradition um, doesn't mean anything to them. They they you know, we we literally have a player coming in who is the son of a Nick Saban player. Yes. So that that young, you know, Dre Jr. has no idea of anything prior to Nick Saban. And that's not a knock that's just reality and and that's fine but uh yeah i'm cool with um, yeah I, I think and bill to your to your point i think doing something as simple as just trying you know white helmets on the road or something like that something small it doesn't have to be something drastic right away um 
you know, I think once fans kind of get used to that, then you can start making other changes. I, dude, I think a, a, you know, their Nike contract is up next year. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm not, I don't, yeah, I don't think Alabama <laughs> needs to go away from Nike at all. Um, but I would love to see just some uniform variants. And again, it can be a very subtle stuff. Put the houndstooth, the you know that subdued houndstooth pattern back back on the lettering. Um, you know, there was that black and white houndstooth collar, like an O2. Yeah, little things like that, man. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I would love to see stuff like that. A lot of people don't, you know. Uh, I'm not a Florida fan by any means, and a lot of Florida fans hated the uniform. But that uniform they did a few years ago with like the gator scale pattern. That was guys, pretty slick. I thought that was slick looking. Um, oh, yeah. You know, uh, the helmet, the helmet was weird, but the rest of it was awesome. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, the old Miss uniform with the like faded blue jean look on the helmets, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? That's a good look, dude. The matte black, uh, that Oregon does, you know, stuff like that. I mean, there's, um, well, I think, you know, I do think if, if, you know, Alabama, we are so, uh, so connected to our traditions you know, something like a white helmet for a road game is not outside the tradition. Ray Perkins did it in the 80s. He brought it back for road games. Yeah, it, it, it's not. It, it, the problem now is you, you have a bunch of new blood Alabama fans uh, who have come into. It's like people who have come into new money, right? They have, this, yeah. they have this expectation of what it's supposed to be like based off of how things were under Nick Saban. Guys, things weren't like that all the time before Nick Saban. Um, no. You know, Bill's right. Like, I mean, there there have been uniform variants even when Nick Saban was out. They were again, they were minor, um, but there have been uniform variants. And I think I think there is a picture. My favorite defensive player at the University of Alabama is Cornelius Bennett. Okay, and I do I do believe he played in a game with, with the white, white helmet. Yeah, he did. I've seen the picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah. if Cornelius Bennett could wear a white helmet. Then doggone it, yeah. Anybody can wear one. Now I'll say this: that picture going around, uh, it's Devonte Smith in the picture. That um, is lit, dude. That is a that is a. I mean, that's a good look. The icy whites, pretty much, man. Ooh, it's it's, it's it, um. But and, I mean, and, well, and, you know, whatever. Well, you know, it's and not, on TV, it's not our decision to make. You know, back in the day, we just saw the pictures in the newspaper because yeah. nobody was on TV back then, except twice a year, and. Yeah. And and net, you know now on TV it would look so crisp, and we're not you know we're not advocating of you know for those of you who are dyed in the wool can't change anything fans we're not advocating for freaky deaky we're just saying <laughs> do something you know that's semi traditional you know we're not asking for Oregon kind of mess you know but yeah that that all white look. That that picture of Devonte, oh my goodness, dude, it's a good look. It's, I, I don't know, I kind of can't get over the fact that there's people that look at that and they're like, oh no, blah blah blah. You know? Well, and here's the deal: if, like if you go, if if you go in, you know, if they time it and wear it at the appropriate right game, yeah, and it's a significant victory, nobody complains. No, yeah. Well, that if, if, you know, I, I think. You know, we we had this, and I, I'm guilty of this. We had this idea that Nick Saban was rebuilding the Alabama brand, and he did. 
um, to a point to where it was sustainable without him. And I think in a way that's true, but because of NIL and the way things, you know, uh, I've been saying for weeks, you know, there's no loyalty anymore to programs. Therefore, there's no loyalty to that brand anymore um, from these players. So what are we really holding on to? Are we holding on to something that's going to eventually um, make us fall behind in the you know arms race that is college football? Or are we going to adapt and overcome? Alabama fans are uncomfortable with change. Let, let's be let's be honest. I mean, yeah. ultimately, we're all just uncomfortable with change. We don't like to change things. We like hence oh, we our education be, standards are poor. <laughs> we don't want to be Auburn. We don't want to be this and that. We don't want to try to be flashy uh, because you know they they they're like that and they suck. Alabama has the storied history to back up making a minor uniform change. That's not going to change. Everything that oh, yeah. Alabama's accomplished in the, in the program's existence—that's that is a very narrow viewpoint uh, because yeah. how rapidly college football is evolving and changing. The the football program, the stadiums, the 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 facilities, the NIL, the coaches. I mean, look at Ryan Williams' recruitment. Look at all the stops they had to pull out to get that guy to ultimately commit. You know, thanks. Sir. A lot of work. Yeah, kids, kids aren't gravitated. They're not gravitating to the crimson and white anymore. They're coming no. because of a coach. Uh, I mean, Nick Saban. We we saw that when Nick Saban left. How many people decommitted? How many people were committed to Alabama because of Nick Saban? Had nothing to do with the brand. Well, I had so, twenty eight people jump in the portal. Yeah. How so? How does Alabama stay fresh on this recruiting trail? And I, look, we're in a position right now, and and I, I do believe that they are actively working on it. Where Alabama is not as competitive as they should be in terms of NIL with these, some of these other schools. Like that's just the way it is. Um, they're, they're not. Um, I think. I think the program finished in a thirteen million dollar deficit. It's the only the second time in Nick Saban's tenure that the football program or maybe the athletics finished in a deficit the other time being 2019. Um, but uh, I kind of forgot where I was going with this. Um, oh, just yeah, so branding. Bama, and- yeah. Bama's not as competitive in the in, in NIL as Ohio state, Florida state, Oregon. Definitely. Y'all aren't going to like this, but Auburn as well. Um, and so, what does Alabama? I mean, I do? think every every board foot of Yellowwood that sold a dollar goes to the NIL at Auburn. I wouldn't Possibly. be surprised. And so, what what do, you know? What does Alabama do to remain that attractive program now that you're your ace in the hole, your goat, the one guy that was keeping and bringing and refreshing this talent on campus is no longer there? What do we do? I mean, if things are going to shake up, now's the time. You have to expand the way you think about about the the recruiting landscape. Absolutely. And Coach DeBoer is that guy. Yeah, I think that's what's exciting. Yeah, he's 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 that (sighs) next generation that thinks that way. And and I'm I'm excited to see. We may or may not see a uniform change. I do want to point out. Uh, when you, there have been uniform um, things happen, sure. Uh, in the two thousand, I think it was the two thousand and at the end of the two thousand season. This is before A and M joined the SEC. A and M and Mississippi State played, I think, in the um, either the Liberty Bowl or the Independence Bowl. Big snowstorm, 
Mm-hmm. Big snowstorm. Well, their colors are for both teams, maroon and white. Mm-hmm. That's it. Two colors, no alternates, just maroon and white. Mm-hmm. So one of the teams wore all maroon and one of the teams wore all white. And it was a fantastic look in the middle of a snowstorm. And it, it so back to, you know, if Alabama were to go to a white helmet on the road at Oklahoma, you know, that would be a man uh, that would look there's a, there's a pattern that has done that before yeah. and it would be so cool. And, and um, it's a, it's a step. It's a, we, Alabama has to move into the future. We have to, yeah, we have absolutely. to move past this tradition. Like you said, we have to expand that narrow viewpoint and, and move past that right now. We're, we're in this flux right now. It's the perfect time to do it. Um, the basketball programs figured it out. You know? Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm so thrilled to see. I'm so thrilled to see the block A with the elephant coming through it. Dude, that's my favorite. Uh, it's so good. It, I actually, so I have, I've had a script A flag hanging in front of my house for years, and it is in tatters. But to get a new one. My backup yep. flag that I've had in 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 the storage room was a script A. So guess what went out there this week? The Got script it. A with the elephant. Uh, you, you know what's coming. The the old school Georgia and Auburn logos are, no, are they're on the line. Oh, absolutely. They got a mock us. Well you know you know what would go really well with that that flag bill? A uh, a national uh, championship. A, well a national championship, but sure. Uh but I was gonna say a title towel. Um yeah. a title sure. towel yeah and uh, a classy tied quarter zip. Exactly. Uh, so, guys, please, uh, w- once you're done here, uh, we're about to wrap up. Um, once you're done here, go check out Title Foul. Uh, go check out Rick at Tide World Order. And definitely check out uh, uh, Tide Classy at Tide Classy, Classy Tide. Um, we got so much fun stuff happening in the organization oh, yeah. right now. Um, man, uh, I think 2024 is going to be the year for way offsides. Um also, Maybe. before we, before we, <laughs> be positive. Maybe before we, uh, before we shut this down for the night, um, I know that I will be at a day this year, Chris. I think you're going to try to make it, Bill. Yes. I'm assuming you'll probably be there. It's um, on the calendar. We are. We have been posting a lot of uh, stickers and, and vinyl stickers. Um, these are items that we're going to have printed off. Um, a lot of them will eventually be for sale. Um, but we, we want to meet you guys at uh, A-Day. We'll make sure we've got uh, some kind of identifier on um, so you know, hey, that's Just, Hey, from, you know, from you know what would be great? What? Bill can wear his Christmas costume. He could, but Bill's already no, guys, easily identified. He'll be the guy. I'm going to tell, walk, I'm gonna tell you what. That's it. My wife, my wife did me a solid. We're going on a, a, a trip in April. I think it's two days after the A-Day game. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to a Caribbean uh, destination. Oh, look at that. What port? What port are you leaving from? We're we're gonna we're gonna leave from the port of uh, Atlanta. We're gonna fly. Oh, you got to fly. Oh, <laughs> I was like, and, wait a minute. And so, <laughs> so, yeah, they got a new canal dug from Savannah yes. to Atlanta. Okay. But, uh, she Herman ordered. A, she ordered us uh, Hawaiian shirts that have pictures of our babies on them. Not the babies. So pictures to follow. 
Don't post them on Twitter. We have a reputation. Of no, I'll send them. I'll send hey, them privately. You, you know, um, we kind of skipped something. Did you guys do your homework and pick your uh, way too early top twelve? Uh, I, I did actually. So I, I can give you. I can give you my teams. I I did not. I, I've had a really busy week at work. No, but, don't, uh, don't give me that because I see Twitter. Ranking them is hard to do, but I have my top twelve. <laughs> can I just take ESPN's way too early and use that? I mean, my mine will probably piss a lot of people off, but I don't care. That's all right. Y'all give it. Give it now quick. let's hey, let's remember number twelve. Somewhere in the twelve has to be a group of five school that you think will end. That's it in the top twenty-five. That's right. Well, I I was I was thinking about it as like the top twelve when the season starts. Well, I'm, 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 how I'm looking getting. at it as a top twelve at the end. Me too. Okay. All right. Um, I'll tell you what. You guys give me your list, and I'll I'll agree or disagree. Does that work? Well, I'll, I'll start it. Okay, um, cool. Go ahead, Chris. And, and this is my number one through 12. We're looking at Ohio State, mm. um, Georgia, Okay, Oklahoma State. <laughs> wait, man, where's Michigan? Whoa. <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. Oklahoma State. Yeah. Listen, just, just stick with me here. All right, man. The ACC champion Clemson. What? Yes. <clears throat> Alabama, Texas, Arizona, Ole Miss, Michigan, Mizzou, Whoa. Oregon, and either Tulane or Liberty. All right. Not bad. Um, my top 12 is, and I realize I don't have. I guess I have a pseudo ACC team in here. I've got Georgia one, Ohio State two, Texas three, Alabama four, Oregon five, Michigan six, Ole Miss seven, eight, Missouri, nine, Arizona. And because you have to, there's an obligatory uh, Notre Dame in there at 10, Penn State 11, and I've got Troy at 12. You homer. <laughs> you homer. Uh, Troy, Troy, Troy at 12 going to finish 4-8. So just remember, several of the formerly group of five teams that we would have picked are now in Big 12 ACC. That's true. Country. That's true. There's going to be a lot, of, a lot of weirdness with the realignment. Chris, did you leave Michigan out of your top 12? No, they're in there. No, he didn't. What number did you have them at? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I've put my notes. That's there. okay. That's okay. But they were but there. They, so they something were. I noticed that neither one of you had uh, FSU or LSU. No. Or Clemson. I well, had Clemson. Chris had Clemson. I think Clemson's going to win the ACC. I don't know. Right. FSU is going to be really good next year. Clemson, Clemson's going to be eight and four and win the uh, SEC. I think this is, I think Dabo's going to bring them back. I disagree. Mm. I, I think FSU is no. going to be one Shut of up, Steve. Did you just call me Steve? Shut up, Steve. That's it. I quit. Let me go. 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 Go back to your Governor Ivy job, Steve. <laughs> um, look, I said this about FSU last year, and you guys dogged me preseason, and then they went undefeated and would have made the playoffs if Jordan Travis didn't break his leg. So just saying, you might you might want to listen to me. I might know what I'm talking about. <laughs> They got it's DJ Ui Ungolele coming as a quarterback. 
Dude, That's like, you know just as well as I do, that guy's going to pull Bo Nix and go down there and have no, a, a season not. and be no, a first round. No, he's going to pull a Spencer Rattler and go eight and four. Uh, maybe, I'm man. You, I, watch, I don't know. you watch Clemson wins the ACC this year. You know, or so Notre Dame. Who, who, do, who is your national champion next year? Mine? I know who mine is. Mine? Based, Either one of you. Based on my 12 team right now? Ohio State. Ohio State. I agree. I think it's Ohio State. I, w- I would say the championship game is probably going to be Georgia and Ohio State. Now, talk to, ask me that again in week eight, and it's probably going to change. I will do everything. Well, week, I, I guarantee you in week eight, here's what's going to happen with Notre Dame. They're either going to be 8-0 or 6-2 and two going into week eight because Notre Dame has a weak schedule. Yeah. So please, please prepare – your hearts and your your seatbelts for, you know, every, you know, showed talking head to talk about Notre Dame being a national oh, like they did contender after the first week of the season last year, like they do every year. Oh, they, That's I, I I put them in the top twelve just because you you know quote unquote have to. Yeah. yeah. No, they're they're going to lose. They're going to lose some. They're going to lose to Purdue or something early, <laughs> and and you know and and you know. So like they always joke. So I want to I want to make an observation, and I, I want to be clear that I don't I don't give opinions. I give observations. Um, you both have Alabama a little bit too high. You take those words back. I'm not going to. It's, it's okay. We we <clears throat> he says that down, and we we beat Georgia week four. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be, oh, Bama's going to win it all. And then they have a poor game the following week and, and win by three and the season's over. We, it, yeah. we, don't, we don't care what yeah. you say. That is that yeah. in a nutshell. Bama beats Georgia by seven, then goes to Vanderbilt with the all-white uniforms and wins by four. And it's going to be, I can't believe we picked them. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Ohio State is my favorite right now. I do have four SEC teams in the top 12. Those being Missouri, Alabama, Georgia, and Ole Miss. Um, I think that if a couple things happen, well, and what? What no, about Texas? No, no LSU, no Texas. I, I, dude, it's tough, man. I mean, how are we going to fit six SEC teams in there? What? What? Well, um, if they keep winning, but accor- according to everyone else, Alabama's dead. But there's there's a lot in slots per conference champions, and then you've got the you know. Uh, there's four. There's four conference five, champion guarantee. slots, yeah. And then you, and that, and those are. And let's be clear. Those are not ranked number one through four. They are just given. Per, they're given that, slots because they won their 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 conference. So that leaves you with seven seven spots, and all those are going to have. So, so here here's what let me ask you this. So you're saying a ten and two LSU. Gets left out over a an undefeated James Madison. Yeah, I think they have to. I think that's the way that's, that's not the up. way it works because LSU would destroy James Madison head to head. But they're going right, to be the, they're going to be the highest. It's not. Yeah, they were deserving. Yeah, but Bill's right. It, it's written into the bylaw of the playoff. The highest well, ranked. Okay, uh, well, group of five makes gets a spot. Well, what, if, what, if, what if Liberty is the highest ranked group of five? 
then it's Liberty. Okay, but what then if Liberty what gets if, it? What if James Madison's undefeated and LSU's ten and two? You still think? Yeah, but D- James Madison is a. That's first of all, that's kind of an outlier. We're talking, mm-hmm. we're talking six SEC teams versus Big Ten teams. It can happen. I can, but it's. I, I don't. I mean, there is a very possible, real possibility that five to six of the 12 slots could be out of the SEC. That's yeah, a reality. I think, look, I, first of all, I want to, I'm going to, I want to renege on my uh, Missouri. Here, here we old, go. On my old Miss. I just, I, hold on. I spoke off the cuff. I'm thinking about it. Um, I love Lane Kiffin. I love what he's doing with the portal. Uh, but he, he's done that the last two years and it hasn't really translated on the field other than two 10 win seasons, which is great. But, but that's a playoff. That's a playoff schedule. Yeah, it, it's not. If you have Alabama, Georgia, Texas, and LSU, all one loss teams, and Missouri, and Missouri, yeah, it's it doesn't it doesn't equate to a playoff. It, and so, it, um, either way, we are we we know it. A twelve team playoff in four years, they're going to say it doesn't work. It's not fair. <laughs> we got to go to dude, sixteen. We're going to go the season. We're going to go back to the BCS way. Oh, please. Look, the, the season hasn't even started, and we're already having this conversation. Like, this, I would, I would love if we use it, – It is the best would, thing they've ever come up with. I would love it if we use the BCS computers and it was the top eight. How about this? Here, here, here's an idea. Let's just from – from week one, we'll just play double elimination. If you lose two, you're out. Well, you know, I mean, that's the, the whole point. Since, the whole point since the BCS era is that the regular season is the playoff. Yeah, and you, you know, if you can't perform during the regular season, I'm sorry. Uh, well, there's a pill know, for and, that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let me ask you this, this scenario, guys. You're killing me tonight, man. I'm dropping golden nuggets here. And we, we don't oh, yeah, it's called it's called fourhims.com. Go ahead and check it out. <laughs> oh it saves hey, it saved a lot of marriages. I got a I got a question for you guys before before we we got we definitely gotta wrap up. We're rambling a lot tonight. But uh and who is and I think I've asked this before, but let's revisit the first two lost team to win a national championship uh under this new playoff, who's it gonna be? Oh, uh, I have probably uh, Georgia. No, I think it's going to be uh, Ole Miss. Do you really? Now, now, you, you just Ole Miss said, will not you cruise through the playoffs. That Lane Kiffin can't do it. Flip flop, baby. Flip flop. Try to keep up. I'm keeping Go you down on to the beach. No, I think we saw we saw LSU do it in 07 in the BCS era. Yeah, yeah. So and I LSU's would say another. Another one that I would put up there. That's well, let, let a, a, a realistic possibility. Here, you you say that. Tennessee. Is it possible a three-loss team can win a natty in the twelve-team playoff? Maybe, it would but be I would, rare. It would be extremely difficult because I I would think if you make the playoff at three, then uh, at three losses, then uh, you're making it just because a lot of other people had to lose and it happened, and you're probably going to get and that water that has happened several. In, in the history of, you know, of football in your top ten, top twelve era, yeah, there've been a there've been a lot of three loss teams that surge late, right? That that end in the top ten. Here, here's so that, the thing about the the 12, that's not outside there. Here's the thing about the twelve team playoff that is good. We are guaranteed 
um, every year that the four best teams in college football are going to be in the playoff. The four-team playoff couldn't get that right every year. Um, say what no. you want. Uh, Georgia was one of the best four teams in the country last year. Despite what Alabama beating them in Atlanta, they were. Um, they should have been in. I, I really don't know. The bias part of me doesn't want to say they should have been in over Texas because then Texas should have been in over Alabama. But Alabama had, the, you know, that whole round-robin thing. Um, but it, you're going to get the four best teams no matter what in college football. And that has been something that the four-team playoff hasn't necessarily always been able to do. <clears throat> no, but with this scenario, one of your four best could get beat by Liberty just on a fluke. Well, uh, yeah, remember, I mean, I mean dude, it's one and done at that point. It's, you know, re- remember though, you're, 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 because it's a seeded tournament. The top four teams are going to have a first round bye. That's right. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, they're going to sit out a month before they get into the playoffs. Yeah. While everybody else plays at home or, uh, you know, yeah. these are, they're not going to play in bowl <laughs> games. They're going to play. At each other's stadiums, right? This is worse than the new NASCAR format. Well, it really is NASCAR. So, at um, least, at least we're gonna see. You know, there won't be restrictor plates and uh, no uh, stuff. Well, you know, I was counting on junior driving this year. Um, I don't know. I quit watching NASCAR when Tim Richmond passed away. I don't know who that is, bro. bro I was like seventeen when that happened. Yeah, that's when I quit that- watching it. And that was when it was black and white. <laughs> Came on right after Andy Griffith, right? That's right. <laughs> well, you know, speaking, no, Andy Griffith NASCAR, it was, it was, Andy Griffith was right you, after. You know, speaking NASCAR, of NASCAR, a lot of people don't know that uh, Eli Go was deep in NASCAR. Um, How he, deep was he, Chris? He did some. Oh, he was deep. He did some. He he did some announcing on the radio. And then he also uh, he had a talk show. That was he had a talk show uh, NASCAR Today on MRN yeah. Radio. Really, he did, he did that for ten or fifteen years. <laughs> Touchdown, Tony before, Stewart. <laughs> before he was an Alabama football announcer, he did. He was he was every week for NASCAR, and he was doing hockey. Really. And, some, and yeah, he he was a hockey announcer and That's NASCAR cool. announcer. He lived in Birmingham, and he was doing something in in the South. And that's when they Alabama called him and said, "Would you want?" And he did USFL, and he did some other. He had done football, but his his primaries before Alabama called him were NASCAR and hockey. That's cool. Hey, who's the guy that does play by play with uh, Kirk Herbstreit? Uh, Chris Peterson, right? Yeah, Fowler. Huh? Chris, oh yeah, Chris uh, Fowler. Yeah, Chris Fowler. Sorry, it is really weird to hear him calling NFL games. Uh, yeah, really strange to hear that. And I know he's been doing it for a little while, but still. Um, hey, you know what his favorite thing to announce is? He said this. His favorite thing to announce is tennis. Really, I I was gonna say, and Alabama will not be denied. He loves. What? He does tennis. And he does uh, golf and, of course, football. But he, he has said his favorite is uh, tennis. Interesting. That's cool. Well, you know, you know I, I think, you know, I used to not like Pat McAfee. Uh-huh. 
and he's really grown on me. I like Pat, man. I, told I mean, he, he, he's, good he's, he's, he's back. He's back commentating wrestling now. Wrestling. His energy is so awesome. I don't watch wrestling. I quit what? watching wrestling during the Attitude Era. Um, you, you quit during or after? Well, after. Uh, I used to get, I got in trouble in school for wearing the Austin 316, which I'm embarrassed to say I wore that. Um, <clears> I, I, I haven't, I haven't been a fan. <laughs> yeah, my last, my last uh, wrestling was down at the Farm Center in Dothan, you know, back in the 80s. Haystacks Calhoun was still wrestling. And the Mongolian Stomper, man, yeah. they were rocking. Jeez, you guys yeah, are. I, I see, Michael. I seen you. I see you as one of those walking around doing the whole DX thing. I don't even know what that is. We got two words for you. Um, I'm I'm not gonna say it because this is a kids show. Uh, Roll Tide. I don't I don't I don't know what no, you're talking never, about. Never mind. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. I don't know, but that's a tide. That's, That's not bad. Bad. All right, guys, we got to wrap up, man. This show's like an almost two hours long at this point. That's okay. Um, we're just good. rambling, talking cereal and all sorts of stuff. Um, you know what we are? We're just we're just your average guys yeah. paying attention to the landscape of Alabama football. Uh, we're just those guys your neighbors listen to, man. That's, that's it. And if, 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 if we weren't separated by a few miles, we'd be sitting on the back hey, porch. That's it. Hanging out around the above ground pool. That's right. Darn right. That's right. Drinking Natty Rushes. Anyway, um, so um, again, uh, we've got some 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 giveaways coming. We're going to be at A Day. Um, if you want to be a part of that, you want to find us, you know, just uh, communicate with us on Twitter, on <laughs> social media, um, and we'll be looking forward to meeting a lot of you guys in Tuscaloosa during the A Day game. You, you know, maybe maybe we should go up the night before and see if any, you know, have have a kind of a meet and greet somewhere. Um, Bone Hours. Is that the best place you can come up with? Uh, I, well, uh, we I mean, could we could rent a camper. I'm not doing that. A camper. Uh, I got family. I got Folks, family there. I can just stay with them. That's better. We, Folks, come over to the camper, hang out. I'll come to the camper. I just don't want to get a DUI. What? I don't worry about it. I, I I'm playing a scenario in my head, and I spoke it out loud. If you, if the camper ain't moving, you're okay. Hey guys, we're rambling again. Um, yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, let's reel this in, man. Somebody uh, take it home. I was born a rambling man. Anyway. All I know is roll tide. Roll tide. Um, Chris, tell them where they can find us. I got a couple things to say before we head off. So we're we're gonna ramble again. Hey, we're on Twitter. Way offsides, Chris. Way offsides, Cotton. Way offsides, Bill. We're on all of your social media platforms. Uh, I don't know what they are. Facebook, IG, TikTok. <laughs> you can find us on all of your podcasting outlets. Spotify, Amazon, Apple, whatever else is out there. Um, I'm having a brain freeze. Uh, That's okay. It happens. Of course, you've, you've got Michael and Bill's address. Yeah, come on, Steve. Let's see what you're made of. 320 North Ripley Street. That's right. Pritchard, represent. <laughs> PA. Where to go, baby? So what anyway, you got to say? Uh, well, I was just going to say, uh, you want to join us next week? We're going to be talking Bama's all-time defense. I'm sure there'll be some crazy news at some point, hopefully, about somebody other than, uh, you know, not named Alabama. Um, and we're, let's, we're gonna, let's see if we can get Steve on. Uh, we really need Roll Tide, Willie. Um, but uh, I really want to talk about um, that 
that Georgia Alabama matchup um, in September uh, and college game day is obviously going to be there, even though they haven't announced it yet, but um, and guest pickers and stuff like that. So we got, we got a lot of stuff coming up to talk about. We got YouTube in the works. Um, I got a new boss who is subscribed and listening to us. So uh, shout out Kayla. You're the real MVP. Um, what else guys? Is that you it? Know, well, I feel like wait, 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 your boss is listening. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm yeah, careful about hey, what I say. If you got your resume tightened up, uh, it's nice and crisp. <laughs> He's got to be able to spell resume. You're probably going to need it. <laughs> R E S O O M E Y. That's it. That's it. That's it. It takes more intelligence to do what I just did than to actually spell it correctly. So, um, but until next time, uh, share us all over social media. Um, just. You know, we love you guys. Thanks for listening again. Thanks for being locked in. Use those hashtags. That's a tide. Uh, shut up, Bill. Yeah, shut up, Bill. Way off sides of four A's. Till next time. Uh, read your Bible, say your prayers, wash your hands, and uh, roll time. Roll, roll time. tide.